Welcome everyone to today's Embraced by the Divine co-author call where we get up close and personal with one of the co-authors in my book Embraced by the Divine. Today we have Julianne with us from Singapore and she'll be talking about staying centered in times of change and I have a feeling this is going to be a really timely call for us today as well. So before we get started on that, I'm just going to mention who I am, just in case you don't know. I'm Michelle Mayur. I'm the compiling author of Embraced by the Divine, The Emerging Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion and Purpose. I co-create transformational energetic shifts in people, especially women, who are ready to make a bigger difference in the world. I assist people to dissolve limiting beliefs and energetic blockages so they can step fully into their power, passion and purpose. I'm the founder of the Heal the Healer community and my private healing practice in Melbourne, Australia is Angel Wings Healing and that's angelwingshealing, all one word, dot com and the website too for Embraced by the Divine is uh, embracedbythedivine, all one word, dot com So Embraced by the Divine itself is a book that's designed to inspire women around the world to believe in themselves more and to feel that no matter what challenges or trauma life throws at them, there's always a chance to turn it around and to grow from the experience. And the authenticity and vulnerability of each of the 16 co-authors in this book inspires an if they can do it, then I can too kind of message, as you'll see when you, you read more about the book. So, Julie Ann today is going to be um, talking a, a bit about her chapter from Embraced by the Divine, which is called The Gift of Feeling Intensely. And in this chapter, she talks about how she transcended a high anxiety condition and how she later learned that this ability to feel energy intensely is actually a powerful spiritual gift. When she wrote the chapter, she didn't realize how very important the timing of this information would be for so many people. So right now, we're all being affected by recent world events, and we're not going to dwell on them. We want to keep the vibration high, but we all know what we're talking about. Many people are feeling anxious and fearful, and those who feel energy, often unknowingly, may be finding it even more challenging. But it's possible to come back to center to be happy and peaceful in spite of the energy surrounding us. And as we each do this, we create positive change in not just our own lives, but those of our families, communities, and the world. So to tell you a little bit more about Julianne uh, more formally, Julianne is originally from Melbourne in Australia, but she's now based in Singapore. She's an intuitive healer, spiritual coach, workshop facilitator, creator of the Seeing 1111, a global vision, daily intention project, and author of the forthcoming book, If You Are Looking for a Sign, This Is It. Julie has facilitated workshops in Malaysia, Philippines, China, and Australia, as well as her home base of Singapore. She's created several online global intention projects and hosted events during worldwide meditation gatherings. Her website at the moment is currently under construction, so we're not going to confuse you by giving uh, the website name. Um, But you can contact her through her Facebook page, which is called If You're Looking for a Sign, This Is It. And when you're actually searching for the page itself, uh, it's listed on Facebook as Looking for a Sign, or one word. 
So, welcome to the call, Julie. Thanks, Michelle. It's great to be here. Yes, it's lovely to have you. We've um, developed quite a strong bond over the last few years, so it's really nice to um, be sharing this interview with you. We always catch up whenever you're in Melbourne, um, so now we're doing it. You're in Singapore, I'm in Melbourne, and it's, it's quite interesting doing it this way through an American-based uh, company. So, Julie, tell us a little bit about um, what you wrote about in your chapter. Obviously, I know it intimately, but the listeners don't. And why it's so relevant right now? Oh, well, first of all, I'd like to say I was really honoured to be invited to write a chapter for this book. But interestingly, I'd already started writing about this particular topic. So uh, it's something that's, that's very dear to me because around about 20 years ago now, uh, I went through... Uh, really big high anxiety condition and I didn't really realize that I had high anxiety until I did a workshop where uh, the workshop leader got us to do an exercise and I was kind of, you know, I was a bit of a stress head but my life was okay. I just felt stressed probably a lot of the time that I didn't realize but when I did this workshop it was so interesting because I peaked at being at the 99th percentile on the anxiety scale. Oh, gee. <laughs> well, how could you yeah. function like that? I can that? imagine. I was, I was sitting, and really interestingly, I've just, I've just moved house, and I found that piece of paper about a week ago, so I have it. <laughs> um, okay. And, yeah, so what was interesting about that was I didn't really do anything about it. I just sort of sat in my mind. And I also want to say, you know, you can only imagine that if you have a high anxiety condition and you're sitting in a workshop and the workshop leader starts talking about people with high anxiety, you're just sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, stop, everyone <laughs> knows it's me. You know? yeah. so I really, I can remember it so intensely, it was quite funny. But I didn't do anything about it. I just kept going and I had the knowledge in my head about it and just sort of forgot about it in some ways and went on with my life and then uh, uh, probably about a year later a lot of things happened one after the other that started to build up the stress level in my life and I miscarried twice and um, a lot of other events happened one by one and in the end I think it led to what I would almost call a nervous breakdown in, in a sense that I was so anxious all the time I just lived my life, you know, with this pit of anxiety in my stomach. And it was really hard to function. And I was in a very powerful, you know, high-paying IT job as a consultant. Oh, my gosh, I don't even know how I did it. But there came a point where it all kind of caved in. And I had to kind of let go of control. And I remember just sobbing and sobbing. I was sitting in my obstetrician's office, going back to see her for a follow-up call and um, appointment and I was just you know sobbing and it's really funny because I was looking at myself kind of observing myself thinking what are you doing you know this is what you do this is crazy but she was so lovely and she said to me you know really you need to go and look into this and get counseling and don't try to have another baby just yet and you know well counseling really but 
luckily for me, I did know somebody who did this kind of work and it turned out that he was an alternative practitioner and that led to meditation and the practice of meditation has been so pivotal in my life that I really want to share that with other people. And I say the practice because I know a lot of people have learned meditation or learned different techniques, but it's actually the practice, the regular practice of of some form of connection that makes all of the difference. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah, because... No, I was just going to say that often people, you know, try meditation once and because they don't get it the first time, they think, oh, I can't do this, it's too hard or or they're rushing and, you know, trying to fit in a meditation and it, it doesn't happen. You know, you need to be in the quietness and the stillness and it's not a, a quick fix with meditation. You, you need to build up, as you say, that, that daily practice and there, there comes a point, or this is at least what I've found, where instead of it being something that you think oh dear I've got to meditate when am I going to find time to do that and it's like a task on your to-do list that you actually get to a tipping point where if you're consistent with the daily practice the meditation becomes something you really look forward to it's your time to to chill out to just have some guilt-free downtime and also to spend that very very precious time just in a a quiet still space where your nervous system has a, a total chance to to rebalance and to you know, bring you back into centre, bring you back into calm. So, yeah, this, you know, this this whole idea of developing a, a daily practice is, is so important. So so sorry to cut across. I just wanted to... No, to it's fine. No, you, I, I, I know you, you agree with me because you... you um, I know that you practice regularly. And I think the thing that I find the difference I'm seeing now in the people who are coping better with what's going on around them and the ones that aren't. It doesn't matter what workshops you've done, how much knowledge you have. All of that is great and all of those things help and shift us and we learn and our consciousness shifts, but it's the daily practice. It makes all the difference in the world. So, yeah, so how, you know, look, one of the questions I often get asked, so I'll ask it to you, is we're all really, really busy people. So how on earth do we find the time to fit in a daily practice? You know, are there any sort of tips that you can give us about how to, to have a daily meditation practice as part of your, your normal life? Yes, absolutely, sure. And I, I was still trying to fit in a practice when I had young babies. I understand all of that. It's very, very hard for women to put that time aside for themselves. But it is so important. And if you can't look at your day and think there's a 10-minute slot that I can use, then that's an issue right from the beginning. Because mm. what are you doing? Why? How, how are you that busy that you can't find 10 minutes for yourself in a day? How do, you know, that's a, a thing to think about. Um, and I love that's more going back time. into... It's sort of more going back into an issue of self-love and self-nurturing, isn't it? Yes. You know, what, yes. Yes. You know we can all squeeze ten minutes in a day if we feel that's important enough for us that it will nurture us, which it does. Yes, uh, I think a lot of times with women too, we we do tend to say, well, everyone else has to come first, and then I'll find that little bit of time for me. But 
the thing is when you start to put yourself first and it's a, a big topic I know about the selfishness and the self first but putting yourself first it's like putting that oxygen mask on first it's you once you start to do that for yourself everybody else around you starts to benefit from it absolutely and, yeah and it, it seems until you experience it it sounds like it's just a load of blah 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 it really does because okay I'm going to make this change in myself and then it's going to affect people around me but there's a level of connection that when you start to do this regularly uh, it's it's not linear it's very quantum it's energy so you start to be in a different space and your space is very powerful and it affects your children it affects your relationship and I you know as I said, it, it does affect the world. We, we've been told by all of these great spiritual leaders over time that we, to create change, we go within. So this is one way that we can do it. But I was Absolutely. actually going to say, I, I do love, um, sorry. I was just going to say, there's also this aspect of when we're still and in the silence, it gives us an opportunity to disconnect from the collective consciousness and of course there's so much bombardment through the medias you know through tv through the newspapers online and so on about all the atrocities that are taking place in the world at the moment and it can become completely overwhelming for people if we're hooked into that constantly we you know we can't function properly we're not at the able to give our best to, to others so having that time out to to go within to be still to meditate gives us that time to disconnect or to progressively disconnect from the collective consciousness of fear and terror which is so prevalent at the moment yeah absolutely and you, you're really talking about you know something else that I really want to say is meditation is one thing but Shifting your focus is so important. Really, it doesn't help. We have, we've all been raised to think that we need to watch the news, we need to care about the things that are happening in the world. But the news is not serving us. The news is not just giving us news. The news is bombarding us with, they, you know, they go out and they find every negative aspect of everything they can possibly find. And they repeat it over and over. And people sit there watching it. And the fear rises, as we know. So my second piece of advice would be right now, especially if you are quite a sensitive person, is just stop watching the news. You'll find out what you need to know. You really will. But even just for a little while, just give yourself permission to disconnect from all of that information because you're not helping anything when you're looking at a situation whether it's in your own life or in the world and you're looking at it with fear and you're looking at it with you know, a despair because energy flows where attention goes it's a, it's a phys law of physics so we when we're all focused on these things we're actually just creating more of it and the more of us that can step back into this beautiful quantum space which is a very powerful space and start to create something different that's how we start to you know, create a different kind of world and find solutions. So yeah, really... I, I agree with you on that. I've, I've been finding lately, I have a lot of clients who are extremely sensitive. They're what uh, you might like to term empaths, so they pick up on energy very quickly, as I do myself. 
and I've just intuitively been guided to do sessions with these clients which have been basically disconnecting them from the fear uh, and shifting them vibrationally to be at a higher vibrational level free of the the guilt that somehow they should feel absolutely terrible for what's happening because as um, Dr. Wayne Dyer said uh, a while ago uh, you can't feel bad enough or sad enough to create change in the world because at that level our vibration is all wrong we can't create positive change when we're caught into the lower vibrational energies of, of fear and, and so on so it's very much about yes of course we feel deep compassion and empathy uh, for everything and everyone who's suffering in the world the difference is that we are not going to be dragged down into that vibration that we are going to rise above it and know that we can create positive change in the world from a much higher vibration we can't create the changes as light workers and healers when we are at a low vibration ourselves yes that that's exactly it and it's not about not taking action it's not about not not um doing doing something to help but there are two parts to this so one thing is you know physical action that you can do is much better done from that place of love than from a place of fear so something that you can do that makes you feel good to help you know donating money or uh helping a refugee or doing something that that's in your realm to do that you can do from a place of love that that's a very powerful action to take but if you're doing things from that fear energy it's not really helpful so the best thing that you can do to help and I keep saying help because I know all of the people listening to this call and, and light workers and the people who are attracted to this kind of information we've come to we've come to help we want to help we want to do good in the world so knowing that working on yourself helps that might help you <laughs> know that it's actually a valuable contribution to make. So to disconnect from yourself, to go into center and to really create this energy because there's a beautiful book called Power Versus Force by uh, David Hawkins where he really has given a sliding scale of the levels of consciousness and how as each one of us is able to hold this energy how many people we actually affect in the world with with you know our own journey so what you're doing is helping when you go go within and start to do this work with yourself and do your daily practice and you'll you'll see the effects in your family first but know that your energy what you're doing is helping a lot of other people as well and i'll say the other thing that's really important is to then to start to find other people who are doing what you're doing and connecting more with that group find community because there's a there's a lot of community out there now and I think the one thing that's been great about what's happened recently is I think we have seen that the consciousness has shifted a lot since 9-11 just the response of people in general seems well in, in my world anyway <clears throat> seems to be a lot less about revenge and a lot more about how do we find forgiveness how do we how do we move into this oneness um, seeing that there's I'm not going to say blame is not the right word but 
blame on all sides really. It's not about what we think it is. There's so much a much bigger picture. So it is how it is working. As much as it's looking you know, quite like it's spiralling out of control at times, things are actually shifting and changing. And the more people that come together in this this different way of looking at things, the more change we can make in the world. Absolutely. I'm just going to backtrack just a little bit, Julie, because um, I know we were talking about the daily practice of meditation before. You know, so many people really, really struggle with it. They think that they just have mm-hmm. to go and sit down and then suddenly all sorts will miraculously disappear from their mind and half an hour later they'll feel fantastic. And the reality is that it's probably not going to be that way for a while, you know, especially when you're starting, you're going to, even if you try and just go in and you don't have any music or anything to sort of set the, the scene for you, you probably find yourself thinking, oh, gee, ooh, how much longer have I got to go with this? I really love a cup of coffee or... Hmm, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Oh, this would be nice. And, you know, by then you've lost it completely. So what what sort of tips do you give for beginners starting off on building a meditation practice? Okay, well, first of all, you know, there are many, many ways to meditate. And just because you've tried one way and it didn't maybe work for you doesn't mean that you can't meditate. Because that's the main thing that I hear from people is I, I can't do it. I'm not good at it. And the second thing is, it's not about being good at it. Because even you and I, who've been meditating for years and years and years, will have days where our meditation just basically sucks really, right? Oh, yeah, I have off days, you know, where I think, oh, why am I bothering? And and I think, okay, well, I'm just not meant to do it today. That's okay. Don't beat myself up about it. It's just the showing up to to the practice because... Everything else in our external world, we learn something and we, we, we do it and we get better at it. That's sort of our goal. <clears throat> With meditation, it's not really like that. It's, it's about coming and, and making that space for yourself every day. And what actually gets better is your surroundings and the things that are happening around you. Not necessarily your meditation practice. But as you said, you, you start to want to want to go and sit there and be in that peaceful environment because it starts to become almost like a sanctuary after you start to do it. But when Absolutely. you first start, sometimes it is a little bit of a chore, and it's like anything. We need a bit of repetition to to get into the into the rhythm and the practice and to make it a habit. The other thing I would say is, not everybody meditates the same way. People minds work very differently and for a lot of people they really can have that beautiful experience of sitting um, you know perhaps watching their thoughts go by or whatever it is for them and that's really important actually to know that your thoughts do come and go that you have a lot more control over your thoughts than what you think you do but some some people are just bombarded with thoughts they have a really different mind so Sometimes those people uh, meditating on a mantra is a really good idea because it just focuses their mind onto one thing rather than trying to empty the mind. But the other thing is you don't even have to do that. I mean, there are guided meditations out there and many of the co-authors in the book have uh, guided meditations on their websites. When you purchase the book, there's a, a lot of free gifts in the book 
uh, and there's a lot of guided meditations there. And there's we've got some very, very talented co-authors. I just want to oh, add that amazing. as well. Some very gifted yes, spiritual amazing. teachers who do wonderful, wonderful work. And yes, there are a lot of really beautiful meditations, which you know, obviously apart from giving you profound healing benefits, that, uh, are also things that help to keep the mind focused on, on something that's not your day-to-day routine. So yeah, they're very powerful. And there's also... Uh different ways that you can connect in with this with this energy so well it, it's a it's a big topic at the moment it's thanksgiving so let's just go straight to gratitude i mean for some people a daily practice of writing a gratitude journal is that's that's powerful too so because that just focuses your focuses your energy and every single person can connect in and find things to be grateful for that's something that we can all do so if you're finding meditation hard it can be so it does it has two effects it has many effects actually so once you start to to really focus on writing gratitude statements you can write things in the form of you know i'm so grateful for this because is the way that i like to write them it focuses your energy on what's good and what's working so straight away you're already shifting your focus. If you really start to feel the, the gratitude in your body and your cells, it is a chemical process. It actually releases um, chemicals from your brain. So you instantly start to feel better. Best drug ever, gratitude, really. And we're not talking about gratitude where where it's like, oh, I'm I'm so you know, I'm so grateful to this person because you know, like your mum used to say to you, you should be grateful. It's not that yes. kind of gratitude. Yeah, it's not that kind. Appreciation of what's good and what's working. And, and honestly, I mean, I don't know, I'm starting to feel it now. It's just flowing because the minute that you start to feel it, it shifts into yourself. You start to feel better. It's alchemical as well. So it creates a field around you. And there's all of those great teachers have told us that as you feel grateful, you attract more to be grateful for. And that's how Absolutely, it works. Absolutely, yeah. There's and, also and a that, little... That, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, keep going. Oh, I was just going to say it's a neat trick that I learned from Dr. Wayne Dye. Obviously, you can tell he's one of my favourites. Um, <laughs> and it was that it's a really powerful time to do a gratitude journal at bedtime because if you go to bed in that space of gratitude, you can hold that vibration while you sleep just automatically all night so it's giving you an extra say eight hours of being in a space of gratitude each day and how good is is that how good is that for you on all levels of your your uh physical, mental, emotional bodies and even spiritual if you have that expanded opportunity to be in gratitude and you don't have to do anything apart from just do your gratitude journal at bedtime and the rest is is automatic throughout the night. It's so true. It's really when you start to step into that state of appreciation and Abraham Hicks, the great uh, law of attraction teachers out there, they talk about this state of appreciation as being the closest thing you can come to um, as unconditional love. So it's the closest thing to unconditional love that you can meet vibrationally. 
So that's just a really easy way to connect into, into this center. And especially now when you think about what's going on in the world, and I really quickly want to talk about empaths because I'm one and you are one, and many of you listening are an empath and maybe don't even know you're an empath. But quite often empaths do really pick up energy from people around them, from you know world events. And it, it was well documented that at the time of 9-11 there was a huge spike in the magnetic field, a, a huge spike that affected the magnetic field of the Earth. And it was an energy spike that came from fear. So that kind of energy is out there and it does affect people who are sensitive to energy. But the other side of that gift is that when you're very sensitive to energy, you're also very powerful energetically. So you have this ability to really, once you start to take control of your own energy field and radiate that energy out into the world, you have such a great impact on people. So it's a really powerful uh, gift to have. It's actually not, it's not a shortcoming, it's, it's not a problem, it's, it's powerful. You just need to learn how to harness it. And using these kinds of tools is one way to do it. Yeah, and the other thing about so impact is that, is that that gift of feeling energy, that is such a strong and powerful intuitive gift. And so much guidance comes from that. So it's a, you've really got to honour it. It's a good thing. It's just a matter of then, again, you know, harnessing it. And I would also say uh, it's important to note because a lot of children are very empathic, especially the children who are coming in right now. And again, as parents, then we start to say, well, should I make them meditate? What should I do? Uh, number one rule is always work on yourself first. Yes. Gratitude is something that you can do with kids. And I have um, members of my family who, who sit with their, my, one of my uh, sister-in-law sits with my niece and does a gratitude journal. And it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. The one it's really a lovely beautiful. thing to do with children and a really easy way to start to shift, especially kids who are a little bit negative or a little bit sensitive. And it's a lovely thing you can do together at night, like you said. Yeah, but honestly, wouldn't think... wouldn't it be a better place if all parents were doing that with their kids? That's a, a truly wonderful mm. thing. Yeah, well, kudos to my sister-in-law. <laughs> I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And I'd also say you mentioned doing things at the end of the day, but I also think that first thing in the morning is a really powerful time to meditate or go into gratitude or do whatever it is that you're going to do because it just starts to set the energy for the day and your day goes, it just goes so much better. Yeah, I tend to do the meditation in the morning as soon as I, I wake up just, just for that reason that it does tend to set you in the, in the right space for the day rather than falling out of bed and saying, oh, rush, 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 got to do this, got to do that. If you're in that calm, centered space, the day seems to go so much easier. Yeah, well, that's the other point that we didn't talk about, about finding time for meditation. <laughs> Because oh, yes, we, we, we didn't find time. Yeah. So do you want to just, just about, um, fill us in? Yeah, I think the quote was something like, if you've got time, if you don't have time to meditate, then you have, you're supposed to double it, something like that. So meditate for 20 minutes a day. Unless you're really busy, then you should meditate for 40 minutes a day. I yes, think, I've I heard know, that one too. Maybe yeah. it's the Dalai Lama, I don't know who said this. 
or whether anybody said it, but it's a good quote. Because the thing about finding time for meditation, and you, you know this as well, is that the minute you get into that space, you save time. It's like a miracle happens because all of those little petty details that you, you've got on your to-do list start to unfold themselves in really much easier ways like solutions come in, you suddenly find you've created time for yourself. So it's, it's a really interesting thing. But again, you have to experience it because it sounds a lot like it's very la, la, la until you actually go in and start to do the practice and then you'll, you'll see what happens. Because the universe yes. sort of lines things up for you. Right? Sometimes I find during the day that I just need to take some time out. You know, I might have been working on my computer fairly intensively or I've seen a number of clients and just starting to feel a bit, bit run down and you know if I'm trying to push myself on the computer I'm not really either enjoying what I'm doing or it's not really coming together if I just take the time out and go and meditate for 10-15 minutes it clears my head I feel so much better and then I come back and I work so much more productively instead of what I can do if I'm not feeling uh, you know 100% and that's you know mucking around basically killing time distracting myself so doing the meditation coming back to center feeling good is very very pro uh, allows you to work very very productively so that's another really good benefit of meditation you, you can achieve so much more by just taking that time out to to be still and quiet and come back to center yeah and, and the guidance kicks in all kinds of things so many benefits. So I'm just looking too, we're getting probably pretty much to the, or close to the end of time. So can we just fit in one more thing? I know you've got a beautiful gratitude process to take us through. So would you, um, I don't want to cut you off if there's something else you would like to say, but uh, do you feel ready to do the gratitude process now to, to lead us through that? I think it's perfect timing. Um, before I start, there is one more thing and I'm going to include it in, into this process. And that's, this is another thing that you can do daily and it's really important at the moment. And again, it's scientifically proven, <laughs> if that helps, that the, Earth is, the Earth's frequency is actually rising. So lots of people are measuring this. There's a thing called the Schumann frequency and the Schumann frequency is, is rising. So what is really important at the moment is to connect with the earth because if you can connect into the beautiful energy that the earth is um, emanating every day it, it also takes you away from the frequencies that are kind of flying around in the air out there so it's really really just a simple and easy way to again ground yourself come back to center and you know, feel feel much more connected with Earth and, and going, following Earth on her trajectory, really, because she is, she is changing too, in a good way. So that's my last piece of advice. And I'm going to add that into the meditation so you can feel it for yourself. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay. All right, everybody. So let's just begin by... Taking a few deep breaths and closing your eyes, getting comfortable 
and just letting that breath come down all the way down into your abdomen. And then exhaling and letting go. Anything that doesn't serve you in this moment. As you take another deep inhale, dropping your shoulders, relaxing and sinking in as you exhale, letting go. Good. And now I want you to take your imagination and move forward in time, just a week or a month, a little way into the future. And I want you to place yourself at a beautiful location. Maybe it's somewhere that you already know and love. A beautiful beach, a mountain, your back garden, somewhere beautiful. And then with your imagination, imagine you're sometime in the future in this beautiful place and just sense that you're sending this big wave of love down, down into this space, into the earth, into Mother Earth. Big wave of love and appreciation for this beautiful place. And let that energy travel all the way down into the earth until it comes to the centre of the earth. So you'll see there's a beautiful giant crystal. And then feel that energy calming back up through the earth. It's like Mother Earth is returning her love to you all the way back up to the earth's surface until you start to feel this love in your body, this love for Mother Earth. Just feel it moving up, up through your body, into your cells. Feeling it with this nurturing, beautiful, loving energy unconditional loving energy moving up through your body from Mother Earth letting it move into your shoulders and your neck and letting go even more as this energy comes up all the way up to the top of the head and the crown and upward and outward all around your body like a fountain of beautiful unconditional love coming up from the earth 
from the mother, nurturing and healing, and very grounding until you feel that you're encompassed and surrounded by this beautiful bubble of loving energy. And then from this place, this lovely grounded, beautiful space, imagine that you're opening up your arms and lifting your head up to the sky and opening up your heart and saying thank you. Thank you. This place in the future, saying thank you for everything that's happened that's brought you to this place. You don't need to know what it is. All you know is you feel so, so grateful. It's like your arms are open up to the universe, up to the sky, heart open. Thank you. Thank you. And then just allowing that energy to come pouring back in. It's almost like you can feel love and blessings just flowing in from the universe down into this beautiful field that you've created. Thank you. And then imagine that you're moving your hands onto your heart, locking in this beautiful energy that you're going to carry with you for the rest of the day. And just take a moment to look into your imagination, into your mind's eye, some situations in your life now that you are so grateful for. Let them come in one by one. And just beam this gratitude. Perhaps it's family or friends. A roof over your head. Whatever it is. And some of the Things that come in might surprise you. Maybe you're feeling grateful for things that you normally wouldn't see as a gift. Now very gently, just shift your focus and bring yourself back into where you're sitting now. Feeling your body, the chair, the floor, and carrying that sense of gratitude with you. Bring it back in with you. And know that as you go through your day, you're going to be radiating this 
beautiful energy. And just notice what happens when you do. Thank you all so much. That was truly beautiful, Julie. I'm just feeling myself glowing both inside and out with this golden white light just filled with the the gratitude, filled with the light. So for all the listeners on the call, hey, guess what? You've just done a meditation, a beautiful guided meditation, <laughs> and you've also come into a place of gratitude. So everything that we've been talking about on the call um, Julie tied together in that beautiful guided meditation process. So thank you very much for Julie. That's just been wonderful. So I think that brings thank us you, to Michelle. Oh, I think that brings us to towards the end of today's call. Um, we've gone perhaps a little longer than I was anticipating, but that's okay. The, the process at the end was just lovely. So for those of you who would like to find out more about the Embrace by the Divine book, and I hope that's everybody, it's now available to pre-order on Amazon. So if you type in Embrace, or if you search Embraced by the Divine on Amazon, it will come up with the Kindle version, uh, depending on when you're listening to this recording. The Kindle version goes live on the 10th of December, but you can pre-order it before then. Uh, and then next year in late January, the soft cover version will also be coming out, but that's not available to pre-order just at the moment. So the website again, uh, which you'll also be able to pre-order the book from, is embracedbythedivine.com. So thank you everyone for attending today's call. It's been a pleasure and an honor having you, and especially you, Julie. It's been really lovely to have you as my guest today on, on so many levels. So. Uh, thank you, everyone, for attending. And uh, it, from for now, it's goodbye from me. Thank you, Julie. Um, bye, Julie. And namaste. Thanks, Michelle. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>